<laughs> they say that puns are the lowest form of wit. But I, <laughs> I don't care. It. I don't care. I don't care. Tree. You have a very suspicious uncle who smells like goats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's sitting outside the Sari Sari store. Outside the Sari store. Smoking and like... Yeah, drinking. and he just wants to, you know, don't talk to him. <laughs> just give him your pasalubong. <laughs> Buy him some cigarettes. Do they smoke like e-cigs now? Do they vape? Okay. Give them a hobby, like Uno. A switch. Tall guy. Yeah. Seven to nine feet tall. Dark hair. Hairy. Muscular. Why do you look have... so happy about it? You know <laughs> It's your type. <laughs> I like tall guys. Like who's the peg? Like Jason Momoa. One of the big bag. The big, we call them the big five in Philippine There's mythology. There's no official big five. There's no official big five. And also decided. when we tried to enumerate the big five, we didn't know who they all were. They're fighting for the fifth spot. Yes. The spot in big five. We're, ha- we're, we're holding some tryouts. He's kind of like um, Voltes Five. Why do I have to turn my clothes inside out every time I get lost? And why does your pantry always have to be ready with adobo ingredients at any point in time? I don't know, but we'll find out. I'm Anima. <laughs> and I'm Ice. And this, this is, is The Gods, Gods Must Be Crazy. We are super passionate about Philippine um, mythology and folklore. And we want to learn about it, um, you know, with each other. Yeah. So, Every other week or so, we will be bringing stories um, that we're super interested and curious about and telling it to each other. And we'd love if you could join us. So join us to learn about where these myths come from, Mm -hmm. what are they all about, and do these myths persist till today? Okay, so um, welcome to the re-recording (laughs) of... (laughs) <laughs> of our uh, one of our episodes who which recording I lost but I think it's a great chance for us to revisit the story and tell more stories and tell more stories so I will actually start with a true account Ooh, okay. of our story for today all, all right. right so once upon a time once upon a time there is a little girl who lived in America okay Filipino girl in America okay. in America but her dad lived in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So she said, you know, one time when she was like nine, ten years old, she comes to visit her dad in the Philippines. She's like nine years old and she, her dad lives in Pangasinan. So she stays there. She stays for the summer, right? But almost as soon as she arrives, she starts getting sick every other day. Like she's sick, she's well. She's sick, she's well. They don't know what's causing it. And... Someday she'd wake up, she's totally fine, and so they don't worry about it. But then other days, she just, she can't even get up from her bed. Okay. Doctors say there's nothing wrong with her. Maybe it's all in her head. They were thinking maybe food poisoning, Mm. 
you know, maybe it could be dengue. You never know, you know, when these kids grow up in other places, but they didn't know what it was. It was a mystery. And then it sort of came to a head when one day she woke up and there was a big scratch down her leg. <gasps> like someone with claws had raked their claws right up her like 10 year old leg. And so I know, right? And then the doctors couldn't say anything. She was like, I didn't see anyone come in. No one, you know, nothing happened. So they take her, of course. Where do you go? Albulario. Uh And so the Albulario says, huh, huh. Have you been, are you new? Are you, are, do you not live here normally? You don't live here normally. Mm. And she's like, no, no, I live in the U.S. I'm just but was it her first visit back to Pangasinan? Or like, does she always get sick in Pangasinan? No, it seems comes? like a long visit. Uh, a visit that she hadn't been, she hadn't been visiting for a long time. Okay. okay. Yeah, so it's just like, Nisha, Nisha familiar is a place. Um, and then she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just visiting for the summer. And then they're like, hmm, are you, uh, do you do the laundry? Do you wash? Do you do the washing? And we're like, okay, so I, I like this, I, I like this non-connected line of questioning. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, no, I don't do the laundry, but I, sometimes I help sampai my mm. clothes, my mm. own clothes. You know, especially if it's my clothes, my panty. I hang my panty, so she told that to the Yeah, she told that to Albulario. <laughs> and then the Albulario is like, huh? Do you have a lot of large trees in your backyard where mm. you do the laundry? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we have a big mango tree. Oh. So the albalari says, ah, ayon, you probably have a capre. A capre has uh, fallen, uh, fallen in you. love with you because you're this new, fresh, uh, uh, youngness, beautiful girl <laughs> who hangs up her panty. I know. Well, um. apparently the capre has no, has no, um, Preference doesn't see age. Doesn't see age. Oh, age is just a number. Old. So this story is about a capre, but the big reveal is: Do you know who the little girl was? <gasps> who is the little girl? The girl was none other than Lisa Soberano, the <laughs> voice of Alexandra Tresa. Yeah, Liza. She, Liza. Sorry, Liza Soberano. So she what? she gave this account of a capre encounter when she was nine years old visiting Pangasinan. For the first time. I know! So this brings us to the very alive story of the Capre. Okay. The Capre of Filipino myth. Right? And so the next... One of the big bads. One of the big bads. The big... We call them the big five in Philippine <laughs> There's mythology. There's no official big five. There's no official big five. And also decided. when we tried to enumerate the big five, we didn't know who they all were. But definitely it includes Manananggal. Tikbalang. Tikbalang. Chanak. Capre. Duende. Duende. Or Encanto. Or I don't know. Nuno. Or, okay. They're fighting for the fifth spot. Guys. The spot in Big Five. We're, ha- we're holding some tryouts. <laughs> so maybe one of them will uh, will come in. But anyways, the Capra is, is a very interesting um, mythological creature. Mm. I think in some definitions, he would also still fall under the Encanto definition that we covered in our last episode. Yeah, but remember, so um, yeah. our recent episode, episode 7, is Encanto. If you want to learn, um, please feel free to listen. It's um, uh, Stop Right Now, Thank You Very Much. <laughs> <laughs> they say that puns are the lowest form of wit, but I, <laughs> I don't care. It. I don't care. I don't care. Sorry, what was I saying? Oh. But the, the, the problem with terms like... Um, Encanto is it's just like the Spanish got lazy they yeah. were like we're not gonna classify all these different words that they have and then we're gonna put them under one word that we have for enchanted beings yes so it's not 
fair to, to kind of yeah. like really it's, use it exactly. um, for the capre. Exactly. I don't think so either because in terms of form, because they were also, they were also classified, classified lazily, right? So the way that we know the capre now, that we perceive the capre now is a very common and, and expected type of characterization. He's usually a tall guy. Yeah. Seven to nine feet tall, dark hair, hairy, muscular. Why do you then, look so happy about it? You know, <laughs> it's your type. I like tall guys who are <laughs> hairy and muscular. <laughs> Can throw you against the wall. Like, Anyways, my husband is <laughs> very, very scary. Um, so, and then, of course, they have a strong body odor. But it depends. If they like you... Oh, that's one of their characteristics. Yes, they, yes. They, they strong bad? Body. No, no. They smell strongly. Okay. But if they like you, uh-huh. it smells like fragrant cigar smoke, like tobacco, that nice tobacco smell. So think Issey Miyake, which has tobacco in <laughs> it. I was surprised. Issey Miyake. Um, or but like strong tabacalera smells. But if they don't like you, mm. if they are malevolent towards you, they kind of smell like goats. Like, like goats? really bad smelling goats, right? So, um, and they, they like to sit in big tree branches, in big trees like acacia trees, like mango trees, mm. and of course, the classic balete tree. The balete because tree. they are, they're thought to be guardians. Okay. Into another kingdom into the underworld. So that's, I think that's also why they're, they're like sort of classified as Encanto because the kingdoms they, they protect are like kingdoms of Encanto. Yeah. Like, um, where there's like elven princes. Yeah, because princes. the belief, guys, is that um, usually those big old trees, big boulders, for example, like really strange rock formations are Caves. usually gateways mm-hmm. into the other world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Huh. And the Capres. So we know Capres too. Is it possible for different beings to coexist with? I think so. One? Like for example, uh, he would be sharing the tree with a duende or something. I think so. If there's like a mound of dirt there, right? I mean, in in much the same way. Of course, we're just ascribing it to our own references, yeah. right? But if it was like, if you think of it like in a mall with multiple entrances, <laughs> there are different kinds of guards. Like there are That's different, fair. right? You know. That's fair. The Philippines, there's the guard with like the chopstick to look in your purse. Yeah, but would you want? So, for example, if you're the the um, king of the kingdom, yeah, the Encanto who's living inside the tree, right? Mm-hmm. Would you want a tambay like who's just like always hanging around smoking in front of your house? I don't know if he's really big and scary. <laughs> Maybe if you think he's intimidating. So you know, you know. Okay, back in the day when we used to go to clubs. There were these bouncers, bouncers, and they're big and scary. But the real law was the door bitch, right? And she would, she would be, and she's usually so like the a copper is not the door bitch. Not necessarily. It doesn't seem like it because there aren't any like stories of as like if tricking we've ever the door. Been. <laughs> I don't know, as if we've ever been a door bitch, <laughs> so as if we've ever like seen a capre. Let's ask. Let's tweet at Liza Soberano. Yeah. Anyway, so hmm. where did that capre come from? I mean, it, the the story, because I had mentioned that he was like sort of a victim as well of classification. The Capri is actually like, like the Encanto, 
a group of different creatures mm. that were that were classified into like a clump 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 and let's just say like let's just say he's this one guy kulang basa papel i don't know <laughs> they just run out of time they had nothing to do back then but my question is so was the capre present in across the island yes like not, but not as capre there was a tree giant, okay. a tree giant of different forms, all over the all over the archipelago. Uh-huh. Um, um, there's one version. They're usually like they're big, they're strong. Some some of them aren't muscular. Some of them are really skinny. Some of them aren't hairy. Some of them are calbo, are bald. And then the one that's really scary for me is the pogot, which where the smoking came from. They didn't all smoke. Mm. The pogot is the one who's smoking. So if you visualize it. Think of a man, a big giant man. Okay. Instead, after his neck, instead of a head, it's cut off. And it's just the opening of the neck. <laughs> and then there's just teeth. Oh, God. And then he's smoking. That's actually there's quite like, cool. What? He smokes through his neck. Yeah. or that Because that's where his mouth is. Ah. So he's smoking. So that, that pugot. Pugot meaning cut off head or cut off. So that's where the smoking came from. And then from another type of another mm. type of uh, giant, there came the hairiness. From another type of giant, there came the wearing of the bahag, which is a long loincloth. Mm. From another group, there came the where they hung out. Because in some places, they hung out in caves. And then, but now we know them to hang out in, in ah, trees and so stuff. Ah, so it's like a... Amalgamation. Yeah. An amalgam. Okay. Anyway, so the right. capre is an aggregate okay. of, of different forms. And so in historical writing, so like, for example... He's kind of like um, Volt S5. He's kind of, let's vault in. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> so um, in terms of uh, the, uh, the writings, mm. so in Carta Hydrographia e Chronographia de la Islas de Filipinas, or it's like water maps of the Philippines, and in uh, uh, chronology of the Philippines by Pedro Morillo Velarde, um, they showed that the slaves were brought from East Africa, usually to, by the Portuguese, and sold in Manila. So there was a slave trade for the Portuguese. What from East Africa, and they brought these slaves to Manila because of I guess because of all the colonizers wanting to you know yeah. like Brazil, you know they they come to this indigenous place. They want. They have slaves to farm the land, so they brought these slaves. What did they call the slaves? Cafres. Mm, yes, okay. and so the the name. So the, part of it was modeled after slaves, like these African African slaves. slaves were brought to the Philippines. Yes, but we don't see a lot of um, African heritage. In, no. No, or they maybe either, we just don't know, or maybe we don't know, or maybe because they just got blended so seamlessly. in. <laughs> exactly. I mean, okay, so this is like again an aside, but in the curly hair girl community, which I am a part of, I found that a lot there's a lot of Filipinas with very with curly hair characteristics, less so than than let's say Chinese, mm. less so than North Asians. But like in um, even among Southeast Asians, curly hair is a characteristic that's mostly found that that's, it's surprisingly common in the Philippines, and I wonder is it because we have more of the interbreeding, but also we have indigenous like mm-hmm. um, uh, aitas, aitas. Yeah. yeah, we all we also had our indigenous uh, 
uh, cultures. But that could be one of those things. But it could be all the black slaves that that Mm. came over. But it doesn't seem like a lot. Okay. It doesn't seem like a lot. It just seemed like a select few. And that was just the parlance that they used from it. Because the actual word capre comes from the Spanish word, uh, 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 Arabic word kafir, which has Muslim origins. It means non-believer in Arabic. Like an infidel. But like Muslim side. Like, yeah, like what the, what the uh, Muslims would call us. Okay. So the early Arabs and the Moors in Spain and that Iberian area used to refer to non-Muslim Indios who were dark-skinned as kafir ah. or kafres. So, By the way, infidel is a general term for oh, yeah. like someone who doesn't believe what you believe. Oh, okay. I it, thought it's it was like a, a minority religion. It's mm. not specific to like... Catholicism or Islam. Yeah, yeah. So yes, it was. it's essentially infidel, but specifically it was infidels. I think it was people who kind of looked like them, but mm. didn't believe what they believed. Okay. So it's sort of to delineate mm. the other people. Um, and then mm. they, they brought it to the Fili- The Spanish brought it to the Philippines because they had previous contact with Moors, with Muslims then. And then they saw, oh, there are people here who also do not believe in our beliefs. Because, and, they, and, they and they're like also the dark-skinned. Yes. So they way. look like the black Moors too. Mm. So it was evident that uh, another synonym for capre is agta. And agta is also a name for the Aita people in the north. And modern mythological characterizations of capres evolved from very racist portrayals of the Negrita tribes by the lowland Christianized ethnic groups during the Spanish period. So a lot of the like that's the belief that maybe the the loincloth came from the negritos, but mm. negritos were smaller, so I don't know. But a lot of it is really just like lazy classification, yeah. lazy classification, <laughs> and lazy like um, they live up in the trees, so maybe they're really tall. Yeah, like all you black know? people are alike. I that's know they, they all look the same. <laughs> Short tall, black people, tall black people. They're all Muslims. Okay, great. So, anyways, but the term capre, apart from the east. East African slaves that the Portuguese brought, brought over, there were also Papuan slaves who are more more Pacific Islander. Mm. So I like, think Maui mm. from Moana. Also dark-skinned, also curly hair. They were also called ca- cafres. So essentially people of color were just mushed. Of darker color. Of darker color were mushed, mushed, mishmushed into this now term of cafres. Yeah. And so what are the characteristics of the Capres as we know them today? And I'm using very liberal air quotes, know them today. So as I said, they live in the big trees, like acacia trees, bamboo trees, and banyan trees, or balete, or dalakit, the tree learned, dalakit trees. And they're usually... Also called tree chokers, did you know? Really? Why? So we're going to go on another aside. But when I was researching about the Encanto, I found it so fascinating, um... When, when you hear about, like, at least how balete trees develop, because basically they form from dead or weak um, uh, structures of old trees. So there's an old oh. tree, it's either very weak or it's dead. And the balete is actually creep up and surround the trunk of the tree until so so it's either a young tree or a weak tree and then it would creep up it's It's kind of like a fight for survival so like he would like keep growing around the tree and then eventually it would overpower the tree and then that's why they call it like choke or strangle and so the 
other tree would die and then it would keep just like surrounding surrounding it, it with like those um, roots that yeah. eventually harden um, yeah. around it so that's why it's so sinister I wonder if the balete tree can exist without the the grafting the, without the original tree maybe not I don't know but that's kind of sinister and I think that's why it's also tied to so many sinister like mythologies maybe. right so it's usually actually when it's depicted artistically in the balete tree, it's always like hiding among because the there's roots. so many. But that's why it's also the house is inside because because it strangles another tree. The inside is hollow. Yes. Mm-mm. So that's why, like, who knows? That's why what's it's inside. A, that's why it's like a passageway or something, yeah. and it's too scary to go in. So yes, they they are mostly sitting under those trees or up in the tree and um, branches, uh, branches and uh, smoking. So they're used to. Uh, they also, as I mentioned, wear the bahag or the loincloth, but sometimes they wear a belt that makes him invisible to humans. <laughs> Right? That's cool. Right? And he's always described as smoking sometimes a large pipe or a very big cigar. Um, And the smell would attract human attention, right? So, um, but as I mentioned, if he doesn't like you, he's going to smell like a goat. And then in some versions, Mm. he holds a magical white stone, which is smaller than a quail egg. So it's very small. So think big, big giant, seven, nine feet, uh-huh. like little tiny stone. Okay. And then if any person tricks him and gets the stone, he can grant wishes. So there's a bit of a genie component there too, but but that there are not a ton of accounts of the little white stone. What if it's the little white stone that gave Darna her, oh my God. her power? Oh, but oh, ding! <laughs> so... What are their behaviors? The the Capra is really interesting too because he's he's like both ends of the spectrum. If he likes you, he's very benevolent. Mm. If he doesn't like you, good luck. Good luck na lang with you. Because they are they are always there. They seem to be immortal, right? They are nocturnal and omnivorous to delete anything. Um, and they're not they they can turn vengeful when the tree that they are that they are living in gets cut down so one would think the social function of this of this creature is to protect the environment protect and protect the old spaces protect the old spaces protect the 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 greenery and stuff um and then um some there are two kinds of capris there are black carp capris and white capris i don't so know so it's like good and bad a good and bad capri also right but what's a white capri like the skin is white or just like mildly a, white a metaphorical it's a, classification. it seems like a metaphor because okay. in the illustrations of a white capri it looks just like the regular capri okay but how would you know if you've encountered a black one or a white one well if he scratches your leg he's a bad one I mean, <laughs> you know but they're not necessarily they're not necessarily bad so i'm thinking even the black copper isn't necessarily bad right so yeah. you know so you uh um and and it seems that they're just wanting to coexist right because even in the modern accounts of capres mm. they've moved on from smoking pipes to like um smoking high end uh cigars <laughs> Do and they, then, and they're they, drinking beer now. Do they smoke like e-cigs now? Do they vape? In the modern world, I Maybe think we can. I think we can. We can assume that like they vape. Vanilla flavor. Ba- you know. Bubble gum? Bubble yes, gum. Like strawberry. 
strawberry ganj. <laughs> but they like they they like I said they want to coexist. So they're smoking, they're drinking the beer. Some people, if they know that there is a, a tree in their property, they'll leave. They'll leave. They'll leave offerings of beer and gin, and sometimes pag may like balik bayan, they'll leave like Johnny Walker. Oh wow! Under the tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow, social. Um, Black label. Blue label. Blue label. <laughs> Maybe red, so it's moral. <laughs> or green. What's the most moral Johnny Walker? <laughs> red, I think. Red, red label. Wow, what naman the Well, better than Hinebra San Miguel. I don't know. Sorry. I really like Hinebra. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so it, they like to drink, they like to smoke, and they want to watch farm animals and the locals. Um, if the capre, you know, if you're in their care, if you, you know, you have to just placate him and it doesn't take a lot to placate him to make him like happy with your your uh, coexistence mm. right so it's kind of like your lo- your tito it's <laughs> 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 so the promise and your you tito is just bed. like tambay your tito who's like, tambay he has the sando up on his stomach no no he's smoking ano, he's sitting outside the sari sari store outside the sari store smoking and like yeah drinking. and he just wants to you know don't talk to him <laughs> just give him your pasalubo <laughs> Buy him some cigarettes. And you're like, See po. I'll go ahead, Tito. Okay. It sounds like my Tito. <laughs> it sounds like my Tito. It sounds like everyone's Tito. But yeah, but but sometimes, mm. instead of just coexisting, there's like a social capra. <laughs> the capra. There's like social? A social capra. He's going to try to make contact with people and offer friendship. Um, especially if he likes a girl. It does get lonely. Okay. So sometimes they get sad and they no. they will try hey. to I Mr. Lone. <laughs> so they get they get um they'll approach a woman and so some lore says they change form like encantos. Ah, so they turn into like handsome men. Ooh. Yes. But the characteristics there's some characteristics that will stay like they always smell like smoke mm. or they're still very tall or they'll smell like goats to other people. So they'll still, you know, they still retain some animalistic character, some some giant like characteristics, mm. right? Um, but but image my in my mind now is just like a like, like a the rock, gruff daddy type, like figure, like who's the peg, like Jason Momoa, <laughs> <laughs> kind of Jason dirty, Momoa. kind of dirty. Like if you look at him, he kind of looks like he's smelly, but he's probably not. <laughs> Jason Momoa is our copper yeah. peg. Yeah. Oh my god. Or David Bautista. Bautista. Who is Filipino, by the way? Yeah, he's David Bautista. Bautista. <laughs> anyway, so that's my peg. But like like Jason Momoa and David Bautista, they are... I don't know if this is true of David Bautista, <laughs> but Jason Momoa, I know. He's like, when he's in love, he's very loyal to the point of stalkerism. <laughs> like, he will stalk and follow a woman. Mm. For a very, very long time. And sometimes that woman will be very unlucky in love because the capre has He gets has very attached. obsessive. He gets very obsessive. He'll grant favor. So sometimes that person is will be lucky or protected or um, uh, particularly wealthy. But they won't be lucky in love, mm. right? And so I, I think I told you this story before, but one of our friends, her family has a capre in their family garden. Because their their gardener was supposedly an encanto or or connected Ooh. to the encantos, and when they first moved to that property in Fairview, 
they said, Oi, this garden, this tree is an entrance to the underworld. This is a mango tree. Mm. And so what he did was he assigned a capre to that tree to protect the he tree just, like, and to protect the family. Capre you can apparently over. summon it. And then he got like a nail. Mm. Like he tricked a capre or he convinced the capre to go there. And then he got a nail, a big iron nail. And then pinako niya yung tree. Mm. And then that's what is keeping the capre there. The oration, right? Is what it's called. Yes, the oration. Or prayer. Prayer. Oration is... Oration. Oration, yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Where does the capre go if he's not called over? He's randomly... I don't... You is know what? Is he hanging out in other trees? He's is in, he traveling? What's that eco park over in the east? Misi, mas, Masumi? Masumi? Yeah, Masumi. He's in Masumi. Masumi Reserve. Reserve. <laughs> Masogi Deer Reserve. That's hey, where he lives. Hey, we need more cappers there to protect uh-huh. the rangers. I know. They need the protection. So, the Masungi Deer Reserve. In fact, that's, maybe we, we need them back. We, we should, should call them let's over. Call, let's call our friends Gerhardinero and summon a couple yeah, to protect those trees. To fight the illegal loggers and yes. stuff. But then, her family is very... Lucky? Lucky. Very well off. Very prosperous. So sure. they're they're very lucky. So they're very lucky. The people who are protected are very very lucky, um, but also the capres they like to play pranks on people because again it gets pretty lonely, <laughs> and you're drunk. Yeah, all the time. You know what? Here's here's my vaping. suggestion. Here's oh. my suggestion. The next time you go back to like you know the Philippines, the Philippines, your pasalubong for the capre should be you know a board game. give them a hobby like Uno, a switch. Yes. <laughs> Kindle, like, a Kindle, a Kindle. Right, like, Better battery life for the Kindle, yeah, and then like a coffee. solar charger for his thing. So yeah, I got it. I got a plan. Tito, here's your complete set. <laughs> so you're not bored. Please stop playing pranks because they are. So getting, what are the pranks that they play? The common ones: getting people lost in woods. Mm-hmm. You know, getting people lost in woods. Do you have to like them. turn your clothes and then you turn your clothes inside, inside out. out. Um, but sometimes it's funny because, you know, the other encounters we're talking about are in... You're getting lost in the forest, right? Yeah. This capra will make you lost in your own house. In your what? own garden. In your own house. Wow. Because you're in your garden. There's a big mango tree there. And then I'm like, I'm just trying to get inside the house. I'm just... I can't... I'm just <laughs> walking around. Why am I here again? I'm walking around, walking around. I'm like, be, I'm here again. It would be funny if like... To observe the, it. No? The way he did it was like... Um, you know, in, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You shrink them so that, <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah. get lost in your, like, In your lawn. own uh, backyard. In the home gripo. Anyway, so, um, people include, like, when people say that they encounter the capre, because sometimes, again, he has that magic belt that makes him invisible, right? So people say, there's, like, rustling of tree branches, pero wala namang wind. Or, like, um, they are hearing loud laughter coming from unseen beings. Or witnessing smoke from the top of the tree, but there's no fire, Ooh. and big red glaring eyes from inside the tree, um, or actually seeing the capre walking in forested areas. So, um, in modern retelling, so I told you there's a couple of people who have uh, who have uh, experienced capres. There are actually famous capres in the history of Ooh, the Philippines. Okay, and they have a very um, they're very uh, uh, not Dave Bautista. Not Dave Bautista or Cal Drogo. Um, but they are famous because they were protecting famous people. 
So oh, okay. our very first president, Emilio A Aguinaldo. President. Yes, President Emilio Aguinaldo. Happy National Heroes Happy Day. Happy National Heroes We're Day. We're recording it on the day after. Is it the is the day? It's two days after. Two days. Two days after National around National Heroes Day. Yeah. Our our president, my great 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 great, great uncle of some sorts and a dubious <laughs> hero at best. Um Emilio Aguinaldo from Kawit Cavite was known to have uh uh Capre guarding him, whose name was David Fagan. Like he had a name, <laughs> David Fagan, um, who was with him all the time and said that he protected Emilio Aguinaldo. And that's why, despite his many, many enemies. Like a bodyguard. Like a bodyguard and like hung out. And everyone saw him. Everyone saw Wait, him. Wait, was this like just a, just a guy? It was a guy. He was a tall black man. Ah, and um, then people called him Yeah, capre. His, his Capre. But the thing that made him seem like a Capre, Milo Aguinaldo had a very, very long life, mm. right? Like, he, my uncle met him, like, back in the 70s. He was on a Boy Scout trip and got lost inside the house, <laughs> inside a closet. And then pagbukas ng closet, Milo Aguinaldo found him. Anyways, so he lived up to the 70s. And David Fagan was said to live way beyond that. And mm-hmm. so he was being... Like accounts have said that they see him in the gardens, even in the nineties and the two thousands. Ah, so there were like sightings way beyond. Yes, way beyond what is a normal human life. Like you know, if you think about it, Emilio Aguinaldo was president in eighteen ninety eight, and David Fagan was still being seen in modern day. It was said originally that he was like a defector, like he was part of the American mm. forces, and mm. he defected and went to side with uh, Emilio Aguinaldo. So there are still accounts of David Fagan. And then there's another Capre who is living now in a heritage, a uh, Filipino heritage site, which is a balete tree on the grounds of Malacanang. Oh, okay. So, late, so they have a pension for president. They do have a pension for president. So late president um, Pinoy, um, Noinoy Aquino. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, when he was president, he gave heritage status to the balete tree. Because a capre named Mr. Brown was living there. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. And has been guarding presidents. What was the reason that he made it a heritage? So no one would cut it down. No, I mean, what what did he say was the reason? Just because it's old. So no one would cut it down. Because he said there's a capre. Not not objective. (laughs) Like, what did he use to justify the heritage status? He said it was part of the historic landscape of the Malacanang Palace. And also my friend lives here. Also my friend lives here. So as long as I'm president, I wouldn't. But he did die. But, you know. But, but because of that, I want to go to Malacanang and visit, visit the tree. Oh. So before we 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 close out, I wanted to share. Oh, is this the end of the? We are near the end okay. of the story of uh, the Capres. I wanted to share for those of you who haven't had enough yet of the Capre, because to be honest, the Capre, as one of the big five, has been depicted in in all the shake rattle and rolls. In all of the TV shows and in many many films in Filipino history, as we were growing up. But there have been recent depictions in film um, that are really interesting and, and you might want to check out, right? Mm. So one is, do you know Lav Diaz? Yes. The director who makes the very, 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 very long films. <laughs> so in one of his films, which is, um, the English title is From What Is Before, the Tagalog is, Mula, kung anong, ay, mula sa kung ano ang noon, mm-hmm. 2014, it's a nine-hour film. Yeah, I've heard about it. 
It was about. Do they have intermissions b- between? They should, right? Like, they should. Every, uh, three they hours. Have every every two hours. So right, at, at the end of like a reasonable film length, they will let you go to the bathroom. <laughs> so this film talks about a remote town uh-huh. during the time of the Marcos era um, uh, dictatorship. Okay. So you know all the, all the Marcos era films are usually in Manila. In Cebu, like where where everything Ilocos, where everything is happening. This is like far removed, but and how it affects them, and so how that plays out in nine hours. But one of the parts of it is that you know, of course, there's like people are against Marcos, people are for Marcos. Mm-hmm. But then there is this portion which which presents the idea of what if the bad guys were actually capres? This person is a capre, that person is a capre, and that the bad guys that they're fighting. Because it's so remote. They haven't seen Marcos. They don't know Marcos. They're so uh-huh. far away from Manila. And so in their heads, the bad guys are are mythological beings. Ah. And in particular, not soldiers. There's no dictatorship. They're actually capres oppressing us. Wow. And so let's do these things that we know will will appease capres so that our situation will be better. Interesting. Right? That's I, what the full nine hours is about. That's actually in the last third of the okay. movie. I didn't watch it. I just read the cliff notes. <laughs> God, it was a long movie. So that's there's that movie if you have nine hours to spare. I mean, it's a pandemic. Why not, right? Yeah. There's another movie that was produced in like the 90s called... Ang, Ang Pamana the Inheritance. And I think this is where this podcast will come into play. The characters are uh-huh. brother and sister who live in, in America. Okay. They're not familiar with the lore of the Philippines. All right. They come to Bulacan mm-hmm. because their lola had died. And okay. there is a reading of the will. Mm-hmm. And their parents can't come down. So that these two teenagers come, a brother and a sister. And afterwards, when they come to the reading of the will, they find out that they inherit this huge 19-hectare piece of land with their what only other cousin who is, who's on the spectrum. All right. So this cousin on the spectrum, he's frequently found talking to things that are not there. Ooh. Right? They'll go up to, they'll go up to, it's in the middle of the night, he's talking, there's no one there. He'll go up to the mango tree and he's talking to someone, there's no one there. The thing is, they did not know the lore. And so the boy in the story, at one point, wants to get some mangoes from the mango tree. So what did they do? He threw rocks ah, at okay, the tree. Okay, first of all. I mean. I mean, regardless of. Well, that's, that's the thing. So, so, so folks, folks not in the Philippines, be careful. Don't throw rocks at the mango tree. So, of course, hijinks ensue. And then the last film, I think, would be. Wait, so what happened? He died. of course Um, and uh, other things happen because there's like the girl is pregnant and in the palenque there's a manananga we should watch this we should we should it's Ang Pamana called The Inheritance we should download it Um, I'm looking it up right now to see so one of the things I really don't like about certain films is that um, and certain like monster films Mm. or horror films is that it's all the the, the I don't know is it if it's, is it right to say narrative tool or the device the plot device that they use to move things along is the ignorant teenager, mm. which I'm really really annoyed at. So I will have to withhold my annoyance <laughs> from this film, which is entirely about an annoying teenager. Oh, okay. The ignorant annoying teenager. So we'll see. We'll see if I will bear bear that. But this other film is really very interesting. It just came out in 2019. It's called Motel Akasha. Motel Akasha. Akasha. Oh, and it's it's the story about this this uh, this guy JC Santos, who is an actor in the Philippines, Filipino actor. 
Um, and Agut Isidro is also in this film. And this film has been has been screened in a lot of um, in a lot of uh, film fests in Asia and Europe and in the U.S. Of course, but it's interesting because it has this vibe. It has. Have you seen these films late, lately, which are like eco horror films? Yeah. Right. So it's it feels like an eco horror films, but like up in like snowy parts. So the story is this guy JC. JC Santos, his character's name is also JC. His dad is a white guy who whose business it is is to help illegal immigrants from the Philippines uh-huh. immigrate to the US. Okay. And they all go through this motel of his, which looks like some some kind of underground bunker. And and it's his business, and he's trying to train JC to take over the business. But mm. as he's taking over the business and learning the ropes, he's seeing things that are um, worrying, to mm-hmm. say the least, about the business, about the motel. Because, the motel is in the Philippines. No, it's in the U.S. Okay. So it's snowy, cypressy, lots of trees, lots of snow, lots of underground things. So when the Filipinos come there, it's a classic. You know, Agut Isidro looks like she hasn't showered in a while. Um, and many other Filipinos who are there. Um, but the thing about it is, they're not really helping the Filipinos emigrate to the U.S. It's a farce. What they're really doing is making offerings to the capre. <gasps> because it's Motel Akasha, so, right? So they're sacrificing the people. <sighs> they're sacrificing the men. Mm. And then the women are impregnated. Oh, by yes. the capre? Yes. Ah. Yes. So, but you, if you see the trailer, we'll watch the trailer later. Mm. It's actually really visually very good. It looks mm. like, and then the, when they do the reveal, when they do the reveal of the capre, it's like, wow. It's like so. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. No, no. It's it's, it's there. In the trailer. It's in the it's trailer. The trailer. <laughs> it's right on the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, so okay. you know we don't we don't know what happens. So it's a screening Tokyo International Film Festival, Taipei Golden Horse Festival. I'm looking up the posters. It's very creepy. It's very very creepy. <laughs> it's very scary and creepy. So it's not fun, happy fun times like this podcast. So those are those are the the, the capres in film for you to look out for. But actually, what we wanted to 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 say is that it's. The copper is everywhere. Yeah. Still today, it's Everyone everywhere. Has, some, has a story or knows someone who has a story. Becca like, Gilyaga tells this story in... Um, there is a film, a documentary film that Jordan Clark of Aswang Project did, which was a special breakout just on the copper, the history oh, of the yeah, copper. I, I saw that. And Becca Gilyaga tells this story of like, a manong told him once, don't go down the street. There's a black capre there. You have to go around the street. <laughs> so he had to take this long way around the street to get to where he was needing to go because there was a black capre. So do you have a story about having having encountered a capre or does your Lola know a capre? Do you have a weird uh, nail on your tree? Do you have a very suspicious uncle who smells like goats? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just hanging out and drinking and boozing and you don't really know what he does every day. Um, please let us know on our Anchor FM page. You can actually record your uh, message and yeah. tell us about your account of a copre. There's a button there with a plus sign and message mm-hmm. where you can actually send us voice messages. We'll be able to listen to you, mm-hmm. and um, we'll we'll try to put them in a future episode. So there would be a section maybe we can have where listener we, section. Yeah, where true we accounts share accounts from um, from our listeners. So yeah, we'd love to hear if mm-hmm. you have any stories like that, mm-hmm. or send us voice memos on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are now on. On Facebook as well, so share with us your copra stories.
This has been an episode of The, the Gods, Gods Must Be crazy. crazy. We hope that you enjoyed listening in. We will be posting episodes uh, every other week or so. So, you know, please uh, join us uh, for the next one. In terms of sources, where we got our stories, and how we know what we know, we try to do as much research as possible, within a reasonable amount of time, of course, <laughs> and we try to stay close to the original tellers of the tale as much as possible. However, we do know that a lot of our mythology comes from oral tradition, stories that your grandma and your grandma's grandma and your grandma's grandma's grandma told you. So, if our renditions or our, our stories are a little bit different from what you know and what you grew up with, please do let us know. Follow us on Instagram uh, at thegodsmustbecrazy.pod. We do post some additional information there. We uh, post the teasers of what's coming next, you know, and any other things you may be curious about that we feature in our episodes. Who is Garda Versos and why does he keep appearing in these different episodes? What are the different recipes that we feature for tinola and black rice and adobo and stuff like that? Um, and obviously, it's where we would love to hear from you as well. Uh, if you have any other stories that you want to feature or maybe requests of things that you want us to feature. There's also a way to directly talk to us and share any of your stories. So if you go to our anchor.fm um, website, there's a button there with a plus sign and it says message and you can actually record voice notes or voice memos for us to listen to and also possibly feature in the episodes themselves. And of course, where you do listen to us, whatever platform it could be, please do rate, review, subscribe, download. <laughs> we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're even on Audible. Yeah. Um, so please share with your friends, tag your friends on our uh, social media, and uh, share your stories too if you feel like it. Yeah, the best way to support, you know, young and new podcasts like us is really just to spread the word out. Um, so if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, put in a rating and maybe a review of what you like about the show. Um, or if not, you know, just share it with your friends on social media. And, you know, that would be really, really helpful for us. So until next time. Bye. Bye.